Hey, 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 your girl is back. This is Erica with the E Movement. E is for everything entertaining, educational, um, encouraging, elevating, you know, moving on up. So today I want to, I'm going to try to shorten this because I had already recorded this episode, but it was entirely, entirely too long. Um, But I'm going to try to talk faster. So I hope y'all can keep up. Um, But um, today's episode is going to be about Brittany Booker. Brittany Booker is a 30-year-old single mother of six children out of Racine, Wisconsin. Um, Kind of my stumping grounds. Excuse my... um, Whatever I got going on, this dry cough from Arizona, this desert, I got some tumbleweed in my uh, throat and I'm just playing, but no, for real. Um, so Brittany was murdered, um, recently, um, and it really touched me a lot because I, um, was in an abusive relationship a couple years ago and it really reminds me where I came from and what could have been or what could have happened to me. Um, And I really feel um, bad for um, Brittany's friends, her kids, and her father, um, and everybody that just loved her because they'll never be able to, you know, like speak to her again and you know, hug her and, you know, just tell her they love her and stuff. So, and one of my biggest fears is like leaving my son in this world, whether it's like me just natural causes of dying or just being incarcerated or even, you know, um, being murdered or something, you know, you just, I don't know. I just never, eventually one day me and him have talks. Yeah, he five, but I'd be telling him, you know, like, uh, we didn't have conversations like I'm going to leave you one day. And and I when I say leave, I mean by like death. I'm like, I'm going to leave you one day. And he's just like, no, I don't want you to leave. And I'm like, um, but I'm going to leave. And he's like, well, if you die, I'm going to go to the park. So I'm like, okay, kid, you, I hopefully I don't die at a young age. So you don't be yourself at the park. Uh, <laughs> he snapped y'all, but um, back to Brittany. So like I said, Brittany had six kids. Um, six beautiful kids. Um, and she was a great mother from what, um, everyone is saying on the social media. I actually did actually get to meet her. Uh, we worked together and, um, we had a conversation one night and she was just telling me about how her journey was when she moved out of town with her kids and she ended up coming back and she, we were talking about the women's states and stuff like that. And she was talking about her best friend and stuff. And, um, I'm actually glad that I actually got to meet her. And, um, you know, uh, I wish that, um, she was here today. So I wouldn't be actually telling her story, but, um, everything happens for a reason. And I feel like, um, may God be with everybody that, this has affected her killer is on the run still his name is terry l jackson he is 42 years old he may be in wisconsin right now he may be in the chicago area he might be in texas he might be anywhere y'all if y'all see this man look on my social medias it's erica p on facebook 
look at my Facebook. Um, he's posted on there. Um, he's posted all over Facebook. If you just type in, uh, I'm pretty sure Terry L. Jackson, um, something to pop up. If you pop up, just, just search Brittany and you'll find him. Um, they are looking for this man. Please, please, please share. Um, he needs to be caught ASAP. Um, before he had murdered her, um, like a month or so before that, he was already on the run because he had uh, basically was trying to like beat her and her friend with a hammer to death. And the crazy thing is because this is a domestic violence case and they weren't even a couple. He was messing with her friend and he killed her to get to her friend. And that is just like, like you are that pathetic. You are, you're such a loser for that. Um, I just wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Um, you would kill somebody close to me just to, to make me hurt because you're hurt. Y'all hurt people, hurt people. Be careful out here. Um, women protect yourselves. Men protect these women out here. Um, like I said, my hearts and prayers go out to her children, her dad and her friend and everybody that loves her. And y'all, we need to uh, help her find um, Mr. Terry. Um, and hopefully somebody stumps his ears together and he gets life, a life sentence. And he doesn't ever get to see his kids again. Um, because I don't think, honestly, I don't think in America that um the punishment is harsh enough for rapists and um killers i don't think that um i think they focus too much on drug dealers and petty stuff that i mean i just don't think that they're um i don't think that america really cares too much for us to be honest with you um because if if they did we wouldn't even have COVID right now, but that's another story. But um, uh, that's what I wanted to say, too. I didn't say that on my last um, podcast. Shout out to Yogi and Racine for helping raise over almost, I think, for sure, um, 30K um, for the funeral funds, her kids and all that stuff. So um, and not only to Yogi, but to um I never tasted her pudding, y'all. Pudding, y'all. She got some pudding. Her name is Yogi Edwards, I believe. It's on Facebook. But y'all, um, check her out. She's in Racine, Wisconsin. She makes pudding, but she raised um, the money uh, to help fund the children and the funeral and stuff. Um, so that was shout out to her. But it's not just her. It was the whole Racine plus. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to everybody that looked out and help Brittany. Um, I did what I could, you know, and I'm definitely showing, um, my respect by, you know, making this awareness for her killer to be caught and people to know her story so we can say her name. So, um, the reason why I wanted to speak on Brittany is because, um, a couple of years ago, I thought I had met the man of my life. Right. And, um, I basically was Britney's friend. I was Britney's friend, but none of my friends 
died. And I really feel bad because I look back on it and think like I really was Brittany's friend. Like I could have put somebody in a a situation. I could have lost one of my friends or my loved ones. You know, I could have lost my life dealing with a person that was an abuser. And I'm just so thankful that I made it out. Um, And everybody doesn't make it out. And I just want people to be aware of this and to, you know, if you're in an abusive relationship and a lot of people like to like women, I still even justify my situation sometimes. Like um, my abuser just told me recently, like I used to whoop your, you know, butt. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Um, But the fact that he is so. Um, I feel like it makes him, he's prideful that he could put his hands on somebody that he knows that he can beat. I just feel like that makes you weak. Um, so it's just, it's just crazy how the world is. And I don't think people are going crazy and I don't think that people are just, People like, oh, people, they they going crazy. No, they not going crazy. I think that a lot of people have a lot of trauma issues from a child. And they're not dealing with them properly. People need to heal and get help. And what I mean get help, I mean go see a psychiatrist. Do something positive in your life. You can't fill your life up with negative stuff and produce positive. It's just not going to work that way. Even if it lo- it looks good for you and you like, oh, you know, I got all this money or I'm doing all this. Eventually it's going to lead to destruction. They said uh, that the woman is the earth. We need to be out here taking care of the earth because how are we going to live if the earth isn't taken care of? Um, and that's just my perception on it. Um, but yeah, I was in a abusive relationship. And when I say I really thought that I was like Forrest Gump because number number um number A, I definitely um was a runner. Like I'm like I didn't give him the opportunity to whoop my butt, as he says. I ran. I ran from them butt whoopings. You wasn't whooping my butt. I was that kid that was running. I didn't get whoopings when I was a kid. So I'm dang sure I ain't going to get whoopings as an adult. So I would, I ran. I would, jet, I'm talking about, I turned into, uh, <laughs> not only was I, I was, uh, forget a Forrest Gump. I was, uh, I was, I was running and running, but I was Serena Williams. I mean, not Serena Williams, uh, somebody. I can't even think who I wanted to say, but. I was a dang track star. Whoever a track star is, whatever track star, melanin track star you could think of, I was her. I was in the damn Olympics. I was out of there. Pium, as they say. Um, but I I really was uh, Harriet Tubman at one point, too, because I felt like I was hiding so much. Like, I was hiding for my life. I was hiding to keep my son safe, to keep myself safe. I was 
I feel like he tried to control me so much, y'all, that I basically, I just was, I wasn't living. And I didn't want to like kill myself or anything, but I just felt like I was going to go to prison or be dead. Um, and not like, because like I said, I, like I said, I didn't want to kill myself, but I thought he was going to kill me. And then I, at one point I was like, you know what, if I stick around, I'm going to have to start fighting back. Cause I'm, I'm not finna, I'm getting tired of running. I had gained weight too. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, I definitely, I can't run y'all. I got like asthma or bronchitis. I, I was like, no, I'm not finna keep running. So eventually I'm gonna have to retaliate. So I didn't want to do that, you know? Um, so it was just like, look, I had so many self-talks with myself, like, girl, you need to leave. I feel like I was, um, not, I feel like I was, um, um, basically, um, planning my escape for a really long time. Like I was a prisoner in my own home. Like I was getting treated like a like like a dog. Like it was bad, y'all. And my son had to witness a lot of that and I feel like that caused him trauma. I was being traumatized and I had a bunch of people around me that kind of act like it this was normal or act like I was tripping. And he would threaten my friends. Well, he would threaten me to my friends. Um, it got to the point where he like took my kid and was trying to like, he knew that I wasn't going to hide if my kid wasn't with me. So he would take my kid from me. Like it was, it was a living hell y'all. And I knew I had to get up out of there. Um, and I also say that I turned into like Tina Turner because um, I had got his name tattooed on me, like basically the first year that I met him because I was so in lust and my eyes were so closed. They was like um, stapled or sewed together that I just thought that I was in love and love and lust is so close to each other that you can be in lust and think you in love. Like I had to learn that the hard way. And, um, it was really bad for me. Um, and of course it could have been way worse. It could have been worse, but, um, I wouldn't want nobody to live like that. And not just looking back. Okay. So, um, another little short, little short story. My friend had warned me about him at the beginning and she told me he reminded me of her, her man. And I'm thinking like, he can't never be like your man. Um, but she was like, I was something about him. He ain't right. He ain't right. I see these red flags. It's, it's, it's almost too good to be true. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna find out. So I did find out. I found out the hard way, but my friend at the time, she was in an abusive relationship and um, her guy was basically like threatening her and he scared me to the point where I thought he was going to kill her. And um, I had told the guy that I was messing with at the time, I said, um, 
you know, I think he's going to kill her. And he said, well, you know, you be with her a lot. He's like, if you, um, he said, if you think he's going to kill her, what you think he going to do to you if you there? And I was like, wow, he's right. I'm going to get killed too. So I was like, oh my goodness. So I had put him in jail. Y'all, he was only in jail for like two days. Um, I really, um, and this is before, well, this, I actually had an abusive relationship before that, but we'll talk about that abusive relationship another day. My first abusive relationship when I was the abuser. Um, and then I got abused because, because I was an abuser. Um, <clears throat> that's when I found out that, uh, women and men ain't supposed to be fighting each other. Cause, uh, I ain't no man. I was a lady and I don't need to be putting my hands on no man and no man ain't supposed to be putting their hands on no woman. Um, but like I said, I had to find out that the hard way you live and you learn. Um, but it's just a sad thing that, um, some women never make it out of their relationships and some of them was, was crazy is because they live and they live miserably and basically just unhappy for a really long time in a relationship that they should have been let go and found their happiness and found their worth. And so I say this to say, you know, if you know anybody, which I'm pretty sure everybody knows somebody that's in a toxic relationship and everybody's out here. Oh, my God. y'all! Every, everybody's out here uh, normalizing these toxic relationships. Um, everybody thinks it's cute to be like, oh, I'm toxic all on social media. I'm toxic. This is my toxic trait. Um, I'm glad you know your toxic trait, but you need to be fixing that, sweetie. Fellas, you need to be fixing that. I seen a post today. A dude said, uh, oh, I don't even remember what he said, but, um, it was something about, oh, if you don't, uh, he said something like, if you don't, uh, read my message like in a timely manner, basically like within an hour, I'm sorry, I'm going to start getting Michael Myers uh, vibes. Like, so basically you're going to become a killer. Like, and for somebody to share that, I mean, I get the funniness in it because I have a, like a dark sense of humor, but at the same time, I also have been through some trauma. So I'm like, uh, yeah, that's not safe and that's not cute. And that ain't funny. That is a red flag. And any female that talk to you, it's got to be crazy if she read that and seen you. Like, I just don't think that that's funny. Like, you have to take things into um, consideration and really take heed to what people say. Because I take threats really seriously. So basically, that was the last straw in my toxic, abusive relationship. I basically was tired of being threatened because that wasn't the first time I got threatened, but I was tired of being threatened. Um, and he had threatened, he had threatened people before and I kind of shrugged it off. Like he's not going to hurt nobody. He's not going to do nothing to nobody, but me, I'm the only person he's going to abuse, but he had threatened one of my family members. And that was my last straw. I basically was like, you know what? I'm going to start taking him serious because he has showed me how serious he can be with me violently, you know? So I don't want him to ever like 
really slash out and you know you never know what somebody does under the influence you know what i'm saying and how how um that's why i don't get how people be like um they basically be taking substances to like you know forget about you know the pain or whatever they're going through but what if one day your body reacts to whatever you're putting into your body and it doesn't react in the way you want it to and you become a killer you know what i'm saying you you hurt somebody um or even you hurt yourself you know what i'm saying so it's just like i don't do like i would i i don't do drugs anyway but um in my even in my past i've i've smoked marijuana you guys well, that's it um Okay, I did some other stuff too. I mean, well, I ain't gonna, I'm gonna i not have to say what it is because y'all ain't going to be out here thinking I'm just on drugs. Um, I popped one Percocet that was prescribed to me and I popped a couple Addies to stay up third shift working. Hey, that's it. But anyway, so, um, and I'm not condoning anybody to do any pill popping drugs, any of that. Honestly, I just feel like it's better to have a sober mind to be able to think for yourself and not think under the influence because some people are like, oh, I think better. I drive better. I do this better. You probably don't. Uh, I was in a car with these drunk girls one time and um, they was driving so crazy. I was like, and I was on a jail call too, y'all. And I couldn't even focus on the jail call because I thought I was going to die in a car. I'm like, they drunk and they finna kill me in this car. And he, he couldn't understand why I was, uh, couldn't focus. I'm like, I might be finna die. Like, this might be my last phone call. Like, um, can, can I call Jesus real quick? Let me call you back. Um, but no, for real. Um, abuse is real, y'all. And y'all have to take it serious. I had, um, people that would tell me like basically when I was in that abusive relationship that I was tripping that you know I was going too hard on the person but in reality the person really was going hard on me and could have hurt me and them you know and I just look at Brittany's story and I'm just so thankful that God brought me through it and I didn't accidentally get anybody involved in a situation that I could not be able to say I'm sorry to them you know um like I said um my prayers definitely go out to her friend because I couldn't imagine having to like live with the fact that every day of the rest of my life that the reason my best friend is gone is partially because of me. And it might not, I don't put, I'm not blaming her friend because it's not her friend's fault. Not at all. She's a victim too. But for her to have to live with that for the rest of her life, I know that hurts because it hurt me to even be, have a threat towards somebody I know I loved. And he knew I loved that person. So he was like, basically, I'm going to hurt them. And I'm going to make you disappear. And I'm just like, whoa, hold on. Do I really want to go down that road? I even tried to have, like, conversation with him and tell him, like, you know, I don't want to die. And I don't want to hurt you. 
And he's like, oh, basically like shrugged it off. Like, that's not going to happen. Well, this ain't getting no better. So what you think going to happen? So I'm supposed to just stick around and just hope and pray things get better? No, I got to go. I want to live. I want to live. I was just saying the other day, y'all, I want to live to be like 100 years old. I want to be able to see my grandchildren. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to to experience life, to say I lived life, lived a long life. You know, um, people are dying so young. Um, and my biggest fear is basically, uh, I don't know if I said this earlier, but just like leaving Derek on this earth and not being able to guide him or for him to wake up one morning and I'm not here and he'd be like, he feel the the pain that I feel when losing my mom, you know. Um, that is a hard pill to swallow for anybody, whether it's your sibling, your best friend, your mom, your dad, grandparents, people that you love when you lose them. It's like you lose a part of yourself. And I just encourage anybody man or woman, young girl, young boy, whatever. Um, If y'all in a relationship and you feel like it's toxic, let it go. It's not worth it. Um, You don't want to get other people involved. And you don't want to um, tamper or tarnish your life that you have. It is so, time is so, it's at its essence and we don't have enough time so don't waste it on people that aren't loving on you. Um, that's another thing I wanted to say um, about reaching. So I have reached out a lot in my life. Um, just reached out to people, reached out to people I love, people I cared about, you know, just other people. I care about people. I'm a lover. Um I can't fully say that I'm not going to be reaching out. Um, Yeah, you know, I just did Ramadan um, this whole month. I I did cheat, or I ain't going to say I cheat. Well, I I cheated on myself, I should say. Um, I did cheat a couple times. um, But I did really good for my first Ramadan. Toodles to me. Um, But I feel like um, it was very rewarding at the end of the day. It's almost over. And I did good. Um, No meat. I definitely did no meat for the whole month. And I did more praying than I probably ever did in my whole life, probably. I did not read the Bible that much, but I did listen to Minister Farrakhan in the the, uh, final call a lot. I read a book. um, Well, the book that I was reading in my last episode. Uh, So I finished that. And um, I just know it's going to be rewarding. Um... But back to the reaching. In any relationship that you're in, if you got your hands out and somebody else don't got their hands out to receive whatever you're trying to give, you need to let it go. You need to put your arms back in, put them in your pocket, put them wherever. But um, this year should be for not chasing or reaching it should be alignment. People should be aligning with you. If you have friends that um, you have to always call 
or you always have to invite them somewhere or you always have to pay their way or, um, you know, just even a relationship. If you have a dude that, you know, um, or a female that, you know, you just always paying their way or you always being there for them, uh, even if it's just like, um, verbally, you know what I'm saying? If you always got to uplift them and they ain't never up and lifting you and they're not pouring into you, let that go because reaching is so played out, y'all. Like if we ain't open embracing each other with open arms, it's no point in having this, you know what I'm saying, this whole situationship. Um and that's even with jobs, you know? If you don't feel like your job is offering you enough or it's tearing you down or bringing you down and depressing you, stressing you, let things go that are not making you happy. Make yourself happy. That's where, what love is. That's what uh, self-worth is. Um, just love on yourself, um, especially if the people around you ain't willing to. And love on the people that love you because... We tend to treat people, and I say we, I'm just saying as a whole, um, people tend on uh, treating people that care for them the less, the least, um, they care for the people that care for them the least, the, mo- uh, the most. If, I'm, if I said that right, I don't know if I said that right or wrong, but just be there for people, y'all. Um, and like I said, if you in a relationship, abusive relationship or a toxic relationship, because toxic can lead to abuse. Watch them red flags. Y'all, if y'all got some red flags, just let it go. Let it go because it's not worth it. Y'all, I literally lost a part of my life um, and was traumatized by a abuser, abusive relationship. So um, I just encourage women and men, cats, dogs, and little boys. No, I'm just lying. But no, for real, I encourage people to um, to be safe and protect themselves um, and pr- to protect others, you know. Um, God didn't put us on this earth to... Um, to hurt one another. We're we're here to help and heal. So watch who you are close with, who you tell your secrets to, who you spend your time with. If people ain't uplifting you, and it was crazy because people will tell you anything. They'd be like, I'm here to encourage and uplift you. And then be straight tearing you down. So you just gotta watch who you when when you think a person is a hater, be- believe it. They a hater because um, a person be could tell somebody that they helping you whole time. They hating you. So um, people could call you um, they brother and sister, or really even be your brother and sister, and, and really just tolerating you. People out here just tolerating people and not really like loving them. So. Y'all, this episode was to bring awareness for abuse um, and to capture Terry, Mr. Jackson, to put him behind bars. So if y'all could go on my platforms, Erica P. on Facebook, on IG, I am Mrs. Stunt, 
um, on Snapchat. I am um, Brown Sugar's Baby. If y'all could um, go on those social sites and share, share, share um, so we can get this man um, caught and get Brittany justice. So um, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. I definitely shortened this all the way up because, y'all, when I say I went into details, I am going to, I probably will go into details one day again about the abuse because I am a abusive, uh, abused survivor. I'm not an abuser anymore, y'all, I promise. Um, So, y'all, just be safe and, you know, like I said, I wish, honestly, I um, next time I actually tell the full story, I guess, about my abuse of a relationship story, um, I should look up, like, a hotline number so people could call for abuse and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so if y'all see that Terry man, please call the Racine County. Uh, I do not know their number, but like I said, look, check me out on my platforms, and I got all that information on there for y'all, or, you know... Uh, Y'all can look it up yourself, whatever, whatever. Uh, I would say Google Brittany Booker, but I'm pretty sure you guys can Google her. I'm pretty sure her story is definitely getting around. So, yeah, just Google her or Facebook. Pull up her Facebook name and you will you can read more into it or keep up with the case if that's what you want to do. Y'all can donate money to her family um, or whatever you guys would like to do to help um, bring an awareness and to get this uh, monster captured. So I appreciate you guys for listening. Please share, share, share. And thank you for the support.